welcome to Peeling the Onion Podcast with Cheryl Passwater and Nancy Campbell. Join us in a range of experts as we explore the layers of physical, mental, and spiritual health and talk through ideas for how we can support your wellness journey. Let's jump in and peel the onion. Welcome to season one, episode one. Um, We're excited to um, be here launching our new podcast um, and to see what kind of amazing things um, we can bring you guys um, over this coming year, getting you thinking more about um, life and wellness and health and what does that mean and how do we get it? Um, my name is Cheryl Passwater. Um, I run Contraband Ferments in Brooklyn, New York. I am a uh, fermentationist and preservationist and functional medicine student. Um, and joined with me is my amazing friend and co-host, Miss Nancy Campbell. Hello, Cheryl. We're here. We did it. We're on. I'm thrilled. Yeah. So I'm Nancy Campbell. I'm a culinary nutritionist and chef and run a meal delivery service and do a bunch of consulting and teaching um, on all things culinary and nutrition from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm a former New Yorker, which is how Cheryl and I met each other. So actually, as we start this new podcast, Cheryl, why don't we talk about how we met each other so people know who in the heck we are and if we have any license to, to talk about anything related to health and wellness and lifestyle. Real talk, right? Right? Big topic. Yeah. Um, wow. How did we meet? We mm. met at a event at the Brooklyn Acupuncture Project um, that is a the hub is it's a community acupuncture clinic. It's still in, in operation, actually, um, in like along the Gowanus and on South Slope in Brooklyn. And it was actually one of the fulcrums for my discovery of health and the way that I started to peel back the layers of my own health issues and the blessings of Sarah Chase, who owns and, and operates it and was the founder of the Acupuncture Project. Uh, she's a good friend and, and we hope to actually have her on this podcast soon. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. She'll be a blast. But you want to just share that, Cheryl, you were there also, you were selling ferments at the Acupuncture Project. Do you remember that? Out of a mini fridge out of a mini fridge in the (laughs) office. (laughs) And so I remember Sarah introducing us and going, yeah, you, you two should really hook up. You know, Cheryl's going to be bringing in regular ferments. And I was actually doing some, um, I was like working the front desk for a while there at the clinic. Did I know that? Wow. Sarah. Yeah, bit. the Brooklyn, you know, for a long time, because it was a community space, Sarah felt really strongly about, you know, and also keeping her over her overheads small of having volunteers exchange time at the front desk for free acupuncture. Yeah, uh, I do remember that. So, yeah, I took great uh, care and <laughs> in doing that. That was a great time. Like, I loved getting mm-hmm. acupuncture there. Yeah. Um that's actually where I met my friend, my friend Rez, who was uh, doing my acupuncture there at the time and yes. still a friend to this day and has her own practice. Yes. Um, and but the, in yeah. the beauty, yeah, the beauty of that space and that time was that I think you and I were both on our own health journeys. You were using ferments, <laughs> right, as one of the major, um, like, 
tools that you had in your tool chest to figure out how to do some gut healing and to mend some of your own ailments. And I, I wasn't quite there yet, but I, but you were my teacher or, or, or beginning to be my teacher around ferments. And then, and for me, it was acupuncture and, you know, food is medicine journey. But since then, right. You and I have collaborated quite a bit. <laughs> Long and behold. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, since then I have a master's of science in nutrition and, and, integrative health from the Maryland University of Integrative Health. And you're now a student, actually. I am. I I mean, you know, are we, you should always be a lifelong student. I I like think, um, yeah, I have two master's degrees and I have my MFA in painting and my MS in art history. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started out um, as an artist and still work as an artist. Um, However, yeah, on my, my own healing journey, um, I, I started to get interested in fermentation and, you know, the use of microbes um, and how we can use them to help not just keep us healthy, but uh, replenish our gut flora and a lot of other um, things and sort of my interest in it. And this was sort of before fermentation became a big buzzword. And um, I just sort of had this epiphany about microbes one night. And so um, <laughs> I started <laughs> fermenting and, sort of figuring it out and hacking my way through it. And um, it was fermenting too much. So I started giving stuff to friends and I started selling things to friends. And the next thing I knew I was starting this sort of mafia style fermentation CSA in Brooklyn. Um, and I got a big pile of friends and people and you might have even been in the CSA at that point and um, put my way back through school in cash and went back and then to say fermentation and then, sort of accidentally started a fermentation company and educational component of that. And then studied some Chinese medicine, did the new healers program with Andrea Beeman, um, who I love, I would love to have her on the show at some point as well. Um, And a ton of other stuff. And yeah, now I'm a um, additionally a full-time functional medicine student at the school for applied functional medicine with Tracy Harrison, who um, is amazing. So yes, I am in, and the full, the full things. And, you know, I decided to go to functional medicine school also because what I have consistently seen in my fermentation workshops is people coming to me wanting and needing medical advice, feeling like the medical system, um, unfortunately is failing them in some ways, can't find a good GI doctor. Um, I was sending them to other practitioners all the time. And I'm like, why am I sending all my students to other practitioners when I too can just be an amazing practitioner. So yeah, that's, that's that backstory there. Yeah. You know, your story is so similar to mine in terms of this, the motivation of taking this into your own hands. Right. I mean, I remember seeing in 2007, a gastro, a gastroenterologist who was kind of progressive at the time. And he, and I, I only was introduced to him through a different acupuncturist in Manhattan. And he was like, listen, you know, you're having all these sort of gut, you know, issues really clinically was IBS. And he was like, why don't you just take out gluten and dairy and see what happens? I thought, huh, okay, that's progressive in 2007. Let's see what happens. And I immediately lost 15 pounds. You know, my bloat went away, my brain fog lifted and I I had so much energy. 
And, and, and every time I had a beer or a slice of pizza, it all just came flooding back in. And, <laughs> and, and so I was like, okay, well, there's something to this. Yeah. And one thing leads to another. And I meet Sarah at the acupuncture project. And one of the things that um, we started to do was to host, you know, small workshops for some of the, uh, of the, the patients that came in, into the clinic and were, and were seeking all these, you know, answers to, to their ailments too. And I remember sitting in the back of one of these uh, workshops and this guy was, had come in and basically, you know, reversed the course of of his cancer um, path of cancer through juicing and through raw food. And this was along the time where actually when um, we knew kale and quinoa was going to save, you know, all of our, 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 our lives and solve all our problems. But um these, these, there are these older women in the back of the room, you know, they might've been from, you know, deep in South Brooklyn. And they, they were like, I don't even with these wonderful Brooklyn accents were like, I don't know how to, I don't know what quinoa, quinoa, what, what is he talking about? And, <laughs> you know, and I, and, you know, kale sounds disgusting. And I thought, God, they just need to cook it. Like we just need to get in the kitchen. Why are we sitting in this, this clinic, just listening to a guy, you know, they're, they're going to leave here and not understand you know, the value of eating whole foods and how food can really change your life and how you feel. And so one thing led to another. And before I know it, you know, Sarah and I are co-hosting these workshops that uh, pull together the five elements of Chinese medicine with culinary classes. And we would just cook with people. Um, We went into the Brooklyn Zen Center actually and hosted these beautiful workshops and it, that's where it all clicked for me. And just like you, it was like you're standing in front of, of a crowd of people, educating them around gut health and the benefits of fermentation. And you're seeing just how thirsty people are, but also how much it's benefited you. And I was the same way. I was like, I, I, I'm only feeling better. I only have more energy and I only have the clarity to do what it is I, I need to do in this world with these changes that I've made and I want to help others along that path. And so totally. it is, I just, yeah. So, so for those of you who are listening to us in this, in our first episode of our first season, I really want to encourage you to understand that we are both livers of this work and it came into this in, like where we are sitting here right now, talking to you only through a decade plus of, of working through every nuance and layer of our own, uh, of our symptoms and, um, and are now trained um, or in, in our training to be even better practitioners. Yeah. And so one of the things that we really want to do for this podcast is to help you on your journey. There is without a doubt, so many hills to climb and so many valleys. It is, it is definitely um, a space where, where you, might need to come become pretty humble um, and also weather a few storms to uh, fully understand the root uh, causes of disease, like dis-ease, you know, where we are feeling dis-ease. Dis-ease, yes. Just the root of functional medicine, really. I think too, like, you know, we all start somewhere. We have all started somewhere and that healing and wellness, it doesn't, just reside in one place. I like to think of it as like an upside down triangle and it's like, yes, it's eating and, but also, you know, it's sleep and it's stress and it's that, you know, environmental toxins and um, that our skin is our biggest, you know, organ. It's a big mouth 
that we take in everything in and around us and that our um, bodies are so beautifully made that they are constantly protecting us and sort of fighting off all the foreign invaders, the things that you don't see or don't think about and the chemicals and um, you know, all this stuff. And, you know, I know when I started my own journey, um, my gut was just so damaged from antibiotics and um, steroids and inhalers and, Mm -hmm. you know, all these, um, you know, different things, but that, um, you know, I look at my own journey and it's like, wow, I look at where I started um, I remember going into Meg Ricci's office and we'll have her on the show too at some point and um, her taking me off gluten. And I didn't even know what gluten was, you know, and <laughs> I remember like three months into it, eating meat again. I'd been a vegetarian for 15 years and um, taking out gluten. And it was like somebody had taken socks out of my head. <laughs> like my head been filled with like dirty socks <laughs> and like it was like somebody pulled it out that brain fog right and yes. like and all of a sudden it was like looking at the world in a completely different capacity and um and seeing how that's happened in my life at different waves you know and as I go through my own healing journey right we we discover and we progress and you know health and wellness is really about getting well and staying well yeah. and how do we maintain that Right. Yeah, and health and wellness is also about learning, sorting through all of the information and learning what nuggets to, that that rise to the surface that are true for you, work for you, and understand keeping you know using those tools and and as those nuggets come up and 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 you can sort through them and that's and figure out because not all of it's going to work for you, you know, not all of there, there's, you know, there's all unique, <laughs> they're all unique, our bodies need different things, you know, yes, there are root causes, you know, maybe if you if you're listening to this, you already have an interest in health, and maybe you've already heard some, you know, some other practitioners and, and experts talk about the gut brain connection and, and gut health. And sh- like, we've already referred to it, you know, a dozen times. But the point of it is just to remember that while there are definitely, you know, overlapping root causes to our health issues, there's also the importance of understanding how your body reacts to different solutions and, and changes yeah. that, that, that need to happen in your life and your lifestyle and your surroundings and yes. the way that you operate. And so one of the things that we really want to do on this podcast is to walk with you and to really be, you know, a, a soundboard, a hand holder, an information provider, and to make sure that, you know, you, you aren't, you know, left without a sense of humor through it all. Uh, one thing that Cheryl and I pride ourselves on is, is having a good laugh because Lord knows we all need it. So yeah. uh, yes. So get a Theracane, do a zoom session with a friend, guaranteed laugh, guarantee you. Yes. <laughs> you know what? All of this conversation it reminds me of one of my favorite quotes, which is um, Hippocrates. And um, the quote is the greatest medicine of all is teaching people how to not need it. Nice. And medicine is laughter and joy and fun and connection and love and food and sleep and, you know, all these other things too. And it's like, that is, that is the onion, right? Like when you, when you look at it and you think of it, um, you know, that is a big part. Um, that being said, mm-hmm. let's talk about things that we're doing. Like, yeah, what are we, yeah, let's get into the meat of it. What are you even yeah. cooking? Oh man. <laughs> what, what are am I not cooking? Days? 
Yeah. So I was going to say, I, you know, one thing that I've evolved into over the course of living in Atlanta, I, I spent a little bit of time in New York as a private chef. And so I brought those skills to Atlanta and have expanded into a, a weekly meal delivery service. Um, and all of it's gluten-free and, you know, very allergy friendly. Um, but a lot of it um, is also just like humble, really easy, accessible, familiar food. It's And so man, I have really been into a good meatloaf. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, what oh, is it? I love meatloaf, actually, yes. I thought I liked it as a kid. And then when I started making good meatloaf, yeah. that's the way. And then I did a meatloaf recently where I just, I have a couple of books. I mean, I'm just fascinated with everything like 1940s, 1950s, like food advertisement. Yeah. Um, I just think it is a fascinating time for a whole series of reasons, good and bad, but you know, a, a hard boiled egg and a meatloaf situation, mm. like taking it back 1950s style, like, you know, mm. wife with like the cigarette in her fingers and the vacuum. And she's like, you know, you can pleasure your husband have like meatloaf on the table with a hard boiled egg in the middle. Um, well, there are a lot of things wrong with that entire picture. <laughs> Just things that I wouldn't necessarily 100% say is pushing us towards full health and wellness. Um, man, you know, like know. meatloaf with a hard boiled egg in the middle. Give it I've a, never it a- made one with a hard boiled egg in the middle, to be honest. That's crazy. Oh, and then you slice it and then you get like, if you put the egg in, just eggs oh. in, just right in the middle and you slice it. And also it's like this beautiful white and yellow and cool. I don't know. You want to make a jello mold with like some grass <laughs> gelatin and like some fruit in it and just channel like my grandmother. Oh. I, I, you know, aspic. All I have to say is aspic, <laughs> like a tomato aspic. Good Lord. I, you know, so I'm, I'm from the South. So there's lots of those things in, in my head. Um, but yeah, so, so I'm kind of a meat and potato girl when it comes down to it. And speaking of living in the South, one of the things that I, I do love is like the concept of a meat and three being from Indiana. Do you know what a meat and three is? No. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, from the Midwest originally lived on the East coast, still on the East coast, but like, what is a meat? And- well, now that you're, you're, you're having a little hiatus in, in Virginia, you should understand that there is a um, like a concept and mostly I think it comes from soul food restaurants or, you know, good old sort of like cafeteria style eating where you would go in and, and you're just kind of paying one price, but you can choose from like a buffet of pr- different meat, meat choices and then vegetable choices. And so in the South, a meat and three yeah. is like, it's like when you go for barbecue. It is. It's exactly like that. That's, that's, that's similar. But like in this case, you know, like you might go get barbecue chicken, you know, cream corn, mac and cheese and green beans, um, you know, or, you know, barbecue and slaw and hash and rice, you know, those are your three you get. Yeah. So anyway, so that's, yeah. Yeah. Basketball, basketball and big 10. But (laughs) it is. I don't don't think that's a bad example. (laughs) Southern eating, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What are you cooking? Um, things have been very busy around here. My partner is working insanely long days. Um, I'm super busy. Um, you know, we have an Instapot handy gadget. Um, yes. You know, I, I, um, this past week I was able to get, um, some fresh, nice local organic meat from Polyface Farm, um, which is really, um, 
exciting, exciting farmer Joel is just really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I just throw a whole chicken in the instant pot with a little water and some spices and then sh- just shredded it up, picked all the bones out and we've been eating a lot of like shredded chicken. And because things have been really busy, what I kind of try to do is bulk cook, um, you know, a couple times a week where not everything, but, you know, I'll roast some sweet potatoes and I'll make, you know, some sauteed purple cabbage or, you know, just things that can be sort of mix and match to make, you know, an Asian inspired bowl or a Mexican bowl. We had tacos, you know, like some pickled radishes. Um, you know, I love eating with the seasons and, um, and so yeah. The overlapping um, ingredients is where it's at. That is, yeah. that is the key to meal planning, right? So, oh my gosh. So one of the farmers here, he has this great farm called Liberty Farm. Um, mm-hmm. He has been growing these, they're called scarlet red radishes, but they're mm-hmm. bigger. Um, they sort of like almost like bigger turnip radishes, but the skin is so thin you can eat it and they are just sweet and mm-hmm. amazing and they have been good in it every way that I've cooked them so far, I mashed them up and made sort of like a radish, sweet radish mash, um, you know, one day. And, um, I, sorry, was it butter and salt and pepper in that radish? Yeah. Just butter, salt and pepper, real simple. And then I, uh, you know, just in the cast iron seared up some lamb chops, um, Mm. with uh, just some, you know, cumin and turmeric powder and salt and pepper and, uh, you know, quick dinner and so tasty. So, um, yeah, I have been, um, you know, trying to embrace the food of the South while I'm, Mm -hmm. while I'm here taking a little hiatus from um, New York city. Uh, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Creasy greens. Do you know about creasy greens? No. Oh my gosh. Creasy greens. So cool. They're like these, um, it's technically like a weed, but it's, um, a high powered sort of, you know, nutritional green that grows, pretty wild it's a um when you look at um actually and do you know who edna lewis is she's uh mm-hmm. written some books on southern cooking yeah. um and uh you know grew up in the south the whole deal sean brock um also um talks about creasy greens i'm on a couple of his books and nice. then i got down here and then i found creasy greens and so um you know i've been digging uh, the creasy green uh, sort can of you black. just relay to us since we're on a podcast quickly because I've never heard of this is it like a dandelion bitter or is it like a collard or is it like I would say it's kind of like a mix between like a spinach and a chickweed huh okay yeah cool. yeah flavorful I made like a gluten-free sort of gumbo with it with some oh. you know oysters from the Chesapeake Bay <laughs> and you're, yeah, you're doing you know, it. you're doing it. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I don't want to say I cl- you know get to cook elaborately all the time by any means, but um, but I have been enjoying playing with new ingredients. Yeah, no, it's fun to be. I, I bet it's just fun to be in a new region for that purpose, just because you yeah. like shop so locally. That's yeah, beautiful. got some heirloom beans recently to make some miso, um, and do some experiments, fermentation experiments with. So yeah. Yeah, well, so I, as you can tell from listening to our banter about food, we are big foodies. We both are chefs in our own right, good solid home cooks. As much yeah, as your how I, for, I said I was your sous chef for quite yes. a while too. No, I know we have been we've we've been 
partners in the kitchen on more than one occasion, which is always so fun. I miss those days <laughs> when COVID is out of our lives. Hopefully we can get back to that. But in the meantime, um, here we are remotely talking to each other from Atlanta and Richmond and excited to start this, this new journey. Yeah. The onion. What other fun have you been up to? Have you been reading any, anything great? I have been, you know what? I gotta be honest with you. I am a, a busy business owner and a mom of a four-year-old and I don't read. I fall asleep if I read. Um, I'm not a, t- I mean, I, I enjoy, I mean, I'm not sort of just, you know, not a well-read person, but I just love to listen. And so just confessing, just is real talk. I'm a huge, I devour podcasts. I devour my books through audacity. And so, um, you know, lately I have been kind of taking in a couple different things. Some of it's been business related, actually. I've been sort of in like the business marketing world, which is not really fun to talk about. Um, but I have actually been sort of taking in, um, there's a uh, an integrative lab who does integrative blood work and um, they are based out of Asheville and they have a really cool podcast. And so it's kind of taken me back to my, my nutrition program and kind of re it helps me relearn and rehash and kind of bring back some of that vocabulary and, and the, um, the biochemistry pathways. And so it's really cool. I've been sort of like devouring them. The, there's, the, there's also um, a couple of books on parenting. So I'm like in real talk, just trying to like balance my life a little bit. Right yeah, between business and work. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, I, yeah. Also, um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm starting with this weird spin though, because the amount of information that I'm being um, handed out and classes yes. that I'm in and case studies and it's like the amount of reading that I have to do for school is um, um, a pandemic in itself. <laughs> <laughs> No, I love, I'm loving every last minute of it, like every last minute of it. Um, but yeah, so yes, I'm reading a lot for school. Um, I'm reading a lot of case studies. Um, you know, Friday night around here is like a cocktail with like reading research articles on PubMed. Nice. Um, super geeky. <laughs> um, and um, actually, I just I finished a really great book um, just this week called Let Them Eat Dirt, and it's all about um, childhood epidemics, but also like specifically around things like asthma and allergies and immune intolerance, which was, um, really a great read. And also just the power of microbes, you know, like getting dirty, having pets, digging in the soil, um, stuff like that. And then, um, I just finished a book called the disease delusion by Dr. Jeffrey Bland, who is, um, sort of one of the founders of functional medicine. Yes. And mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I just read for a second time, uh, which feels like weird saying I read something for a second time in the middle of all the reading I'm currently doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I read a really great book a couple of years ago called The Invisible Rainbow, um, mm-hmm. and which is all about magnets and radioactivity and 5G and all kinds of um, sort of ways in which electromagnetic fields um, 
sort of interact with us, um, you know, create toxicity, environmental toxicity, which is just an area um, I've gotten really interested in. And so um, I went through and read it a second time and, you know, it's, you know, a good inch and a half, two inches thick and, you know, size, but, um, you know, it's just a good reminder of ways to sort of, I've been, you know, again, trying to kind of clean up my my housing environment and live near um, a radio tower, which I'm not so thrilled about. And um, mm-hmm. yeah. And so that's been really informative. I have my internet on like a timer switch. So our internet actually shuts off at night. So we get a break and um, you know, just sort of being more conscious about technology and mm-hmm. how much we are taking in. And so, yeah, lots yeah. of reading. You've been at it, girl. You've been really at it. I'm impressed. Yeah, I really, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm impressed. I am impressed with myself. (laughs) I have always been a big, voracious sort of reader, but, um, Mm -hmm. you know, this is, this is next level, um, the amount of reading, which kind of leads me to thinking about, well, what kind of other things am I doing? What maybe habits are, new practices that I want to bring in this year. Right. Because it's like, I am spending a lot of time reading and in class and on technology and other things. And so definitely, um, you know, things that I've been thinking about are just, you know, movement, mm-hmm. you know, making sure you're totally. Yeah. I'm really trying to go on like a couple walks every day. Yeah. We've been, we our, our butts are so planted in chairs and seats and I know, yeah. For me in, in that, in terms of movement, it's a lot, I'm on my feet all day and I'm moving and, and I'm standing a lot all day, but what I've got to do to counteract that is to stretch and also sleep. So sleep has been, you know, my <laughs> regimen. So movement for you, sleep for me, what else are you interested in? Well, I am working on relearning my breathing patterns. Ooh, um, talk more about that. Yeah. So uh, I, I have um, my functional medicine practitioner who um, is also an MD, really fascinating guy um, because I, I struggle with um, Hashimoto's uh, autoimmune thyroid disease. Mm -hmm. And while um, I've gotten my numbers super low through lifestyle and diet and things, um, I went in to go see him for my first session recently Um, and he was like telling me about how there's been a lot of success with people reducing their, um, putting their Hashimoto's into remission Mm -hmm. through relearning to breathe. And that a a good percentage of people with Hashimoto's are mouth breathers. Um, I thought this was pretty fascinating because, um, I too very much am a mouth breather and, um, it's something that I've improved on a lot over the years, but it's still something I sort of, I recognize that is, um, hard for me. Um, you know, and I'm a big neti pot user and mm-hmm. have air purifiers and, you know, other things, um, you know, in my home and in my practice, but, um, but to help yeah. you breathe, right. That those are, it's really so that your parasympathetic nervous system can kind of stay in a state of chill. Um, which is also a big part of, you know, some autoimmune diseases just, you know, it's stressors, right? Mm-hmm. It's different things that are putting in the body into like, you know, a little bit of like a freak out. And um, so I was kind of fascinated, but then I listened to a podcast recently by, 
I want to say his name is Peter, Peter McCowan, but it might be Patrick McCowan. Um, and he teaches breathing um, and relearning breathing patterns um, through um, he's Irish and he, I, I'll look it up. We'll have to put it in our footnotes uh, what it was. And he was talking about the same kind of things and how we can basically kind of like calm and reset our bodies just through conscious breathing. And like, you get to a point, you get to a point where you work up and you like tape your mouth shut. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, which yeah. kind of freaks me out because like, I have always been a little stuffy, runny kind of always. And um, while that stuffiness over the years has declined a lot as I've um, sort of healed and supported, you know, allergies and my gut and other things. Um, yeah. So I'm super fascinated. I will definitely be reporting back on um, Good. this uh, whole mouth breathing yeah. thing, but I feel like it's, it makes total sense. It our does. noses are filters and our mouths are not. Well, also, there's been so much research about the benefits of meditation and calming our, our you know, be, having a conscious breath, focusing on breath, right? Yeah. It's no different. And just that you need to focus on the mechanics of it first. It sounds like like that might be like one of the biggest steps is just to get the mechanics um, yeah. of it down. That's wild. Thank you for sharing that. I have not heard about that, but it makes complete sense. It makes total sense. And like our noses are basically like built in air purifiers. Yeah, right. Like, you have good old hairy noses, right? <laughs> like we forget that our bodies are like perfectly made to do the things they're supposed to do. And that's why I like that Hippocrates quote that I was saying earlier is because it's like, yeah. oh yeah, our our body systems are built to do everything naturally as much as they can. And if we are paying attention. And if you just give them the space and the time to, to do it. That too. Yeah. Absolutely. What are you working on? What oh, are you, what are your- I'm actually right now in the middle of getting into a commercial kitchen. So I'm taking all of these like steps to balance the stressors I'm feeling about growing as like as a business and scaling yeah. my business um, and staying grounded as um, a mom and, and, and a wife to my husband, Greg, and to um, just taking care of myself. Uh, self-care has been, you know, again, giving, yep. giving our bodies the space <laughs> and the time to do what it needs to do has yep. been a battle that I've had to wage quite a bit. And 2020 was no exception. Yeah. And, you know, given the pandemic, thankfully did not, you know, wreck my business. It's actually been very supportive of it. And it has offered millions of other levels of and layers of stress I've had I also you know work with I hire I've I've hired people at this point to help me facilitate my business and and the volume that we're doing so it's there's been some personnel changes this year um there's just been you know all I could say is it just like has been a big year of putting on my big girl pants and (laughs) oh my god The adulting has been so real. I mean, I, I, yes, I agree. I mean, I know contraband ferments, we've gone through a lot of shifts and changes. We lost a lot of income and cancellations and keynoting and festivals being on hold or canceled and just all kinds of stuff. But um, yeah, there's like definitely some like big girl underwear, adulting, like level boxes on your head, like 
damn, I know. Okay. Sometimes I just like, want to like, sometimes I just want to like crawl out of them and run down the street naked. Like I'm like, please, I don't want to do this. This is really hard. Yeah. And then I'm just like, okay, nope, nope. Is this this is this is what I have to do? You know, this is these are my dreams. This is this yeah. is my livelihood. Um, and there are people who count on me every day, both my employees and the people who I feed and and my family. And so and thank goodness I enjoy it. You know, I get I get something out of it. Um, I, it is it is my happy zone to be cooking and, and in my flow. It is it is where I, I express my creativity. I love it. I'm with you on that, which really, you know, next week we're going to be talking a lot about food and yummy, yummy in my tummy and all the things that we sort of love about cooking and nutrition and stuff. So um, I'm excited for us to get to uh, dive into that. Yeah. Yeah. You we're, we're going to have a, we'll have to sort through and filter a little bit because there'll be so much I'm sure that's going to want to come out. So there's a lot of, uh, of cool episodes to come. And in fact, we should probably share a little bit of what's to come. Can we do that together? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, so the next episode coming up will be what we like to eat. And we're going to look at how to eat a nutrient dense diet and really think about making it, it doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be brown and tan and tasteless. It actually can be, and it should be dynamically colorful and tasty. Um, after that, we're going to dive into the idea of, you know, you are what you eat and who you eat with and how you eat. One of my favorite topics. I know we're all struggling with what community looks like a little bit these days. Um, I'm excited for that one. And hopefully we're going to have a guest too. I know we'll see. Yeah. That'll be a secret guest, hopefully TBD. And then we're going to, also deep dive, we're going to actually take and scale in, I guess scaling in is, is the wrong word, but zooming in on some very specific topics. One of them that we, we, we have a lot of interest in is hydration and thinking about, you know, the importance of staying hydrated and in counter to that, another episode, we're going to focus in on salt and the myths and facts around salt um, and how important salt is actually to um, actually staying hydrated, oddly yeah. enough. So we're going to connect all those dots. And <laughs> fermentation, preserving food, and, Amen. you know, yes. great salt mm. is so, so salt, you know, so as well. Yeah, I'm excited. We're going to like a lot of really good um, topics and ideas and we would love to hear from you guys, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. what, what are you interested in? What do you want to hear us talk about? Um, what do you think is a uh, hella cool happening out there in the world? Um, because, you know, that's also part of building a community and it's part of being great thinkers. So you can write us at peeling the onion podcast at gmail.com. And you can also visit our website at www.peelingtheonionpodcast.com um, and write us, tell us what you're thinking about what you want to see. Yeah. We, we love to hear from you and we really do want to build a, a base around this podcast because of people who have questions who are lost on topics, who feel overwhelmed in their own journey or just want to find a nice community to banter with. So please stay in touch. Um, go to iTunes and, and like us. We're just starting. So we could definitely use your, you, all of your support. Share us um, with your friends. Yes. Pass it on. Pass your dogs, your neighbors, <laughs> your loved ones. Yes. yes. Play it for your kids, whatever it takes. Um, but yeah, we will be here um, again soon and stay in touch. Mm-hmm.
We'll see you next week. Yes. Signing off. Have a good one, everybody. Do some self-care. Yes. Take it easy. You have just finished another episode of Peeling the Onion podcast. Music is by Greg Dijazu. You can also stay in touch with us over Instagram at Peeling the Onion Podcast and on our website at PeelingTheOnionPodcast.com. We would love to receive your feedback on Apple Podcasts and YouTube. Peeling back the onion. <laughs>